Hey there, Villa fans. Cole here with a quick note before we dive right into the Burnley opposition preview. We're trying something a bit different this time, so we hope you enjoy. Essentially, we've split the podcast right down the middle, and we're going to be hearing from two different Burnley fans this time. So in the first half, you're going to be hearing from Joe, and he's from the TurfCast podcast. And in the second half, you're going to be hearing from Dave Roberts, and he is from the No Nay Never podcast. Essentially, we thought we'd give them different questions, see what their answers are. Some of the questions will be the same. But then again, we just wanted to give you some variety, uh, see how this works, and just see what the uh, listener interaction would be. So let us know what you think of this. And yeah, without further ado, let's dive into it. Hello and welcome back to another opposition preview here on 7500 to Holt. This time we face Burnley on Saturday, 3 p.m. kickoff at Villa Park. Very much looking forward to it. And without further ado, we do have a Burnley fan on here. We have Joe from the Turfcast podcast. I got it right on the first time. How are you, Joe? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yourself? No, not too bad. Uh, thanks for coming on. It's greatly appreciated. Um, surprisingly enough, it was a little bit harder to find a Burnley podcast than I thought. Yeah, there's, there's only two of us. That's why I started this, because I thought there's only one. And the other Burnley podcast is a bit more serious than mine. Artists tend to have a bit of a laugh with my friends. So I thought maybe there's a bit of a gap in the market for a more sort of like a fun Burnley podcast. It's weird that there's only two of them. There's been a few that have dabbled. There's a couple of new ones that keep trying, but... They don't really seem to be taking off and they'll be a bit stop-start. So, yeah, that's why I did it. There's only two of us. No, that's fair enough. Like, uh, just trying to search it up was a little bit hard. But when I found you guys, I listened to some of your content. It is a good laugh. I think all podcasts should have some humor to it and it's great to see. Uh, but anyways, let's get right into it here. Uh, this is going to be a little bit different of an opposition preview as um, I explained before this. We started this. Um, but yeah, we'll get right into it. Um Thoughts on your season so far as a Burnley supporter? I've been quite impressed so far. I think um, you, you're only as good as your last season in football. It, it tends to, it tends to be like in terms of opposition fans anyway. And a lot of a lot of people were looking at, at Burnley and thinking, oh, they'll be in danger. They might even go down because we really struggled last season. But we really struggled last season because at the start of the season we we're in the Europa League, and obviously we we're in the Europa League because the season before we were absolutely brilliant. Um, but I understand why that is, and it was just a bit of a, a slow start last season, so a lot of people were, were a little bit apprehensive about the season. And for us, and I think for anyone from like Everton down, really, so the top six in Everton, um, you, you've got to get to 40 points first and then kick on from there and see where you're at. And I think that's the case for Burnley. It always will be the case for Burnley unless some Russian billionaire takes over us or whatever, but that's never going to happen. Um, so it's always going to be a case of getting to 40 points first, make sure you're safe, and then kick on from there. And so far, we've had a really good start. We've only lost to the likes of Arsenal and Liverpool. Uh, every time we've played a team around us at home, we've beat them and beat them comfortably in Norwich uh, at the weekend 2-0 um, and Southampton the opening day of the season 3-0. Um, should have won away at Wolves. That's probably the only disappointment so far this season. We were 1-0 up away at Wolves until the 97th minute when Eric Peters fouled Jimenez. Uh, and gave away a penalty, which unfortunately Nick Pope couldn't save. So, yeah, I've been really impressed so far with the start of the season. I think having watched us so far um, this season, all the apprehension about any potential relegation fear has, for me, gone. I think we will be pushing for top 10 more than knocking on the door of relegation. Oh, absolutely. Um, When I look at you guys, it's kind of 
something I think a lot of teams that get promoted in the Premier League want to be, if that makes sense. Obviously, uh, the solidarity, well, if I can say that, solidarity um, you guys had was sticking with Daesh going down, coming right back up. I think that's a lot of what a lot of fans kind of wish they could do and 99.9% of the time doesn't come off. Uh, but no, it's been great to see how well you guys have been doing this season. Even going back to last season, I think you can almost compare that to how Wolves are struggling, struggling a bit this season with Europa. Um, it's just one of those things where too many games, smaller squads, it's hard to compete. Um, but anyways, we'll move on from there. Um, obviously, you guys are traveling to Villa Park on Saturday. Um, how do you feel about coming to Villa Park, given the fact that, I guess, even going back to last season for us from a Villa fan perspective, home form for any team, of course, is important. But for us, it's been crucial. Um, any concerns about facing us and coming to Villa Park? I think Villa Park's a, a bit of a strange stadium. Um, I like it. I've been a few times, but I, th- I was saying saying earlier um, that it's it's a stadium where if it's bouncing and the atmosphere is good, it's really good for Villa fans and, and Villa players, and it can be absolutely brilliant. But if the fans are on, on the back uh, and, and there's a bit of a negative feel around the stadium, I, I guess it's the same with all big stadiums, uh, but Villa Park, I've always noticed it. If, if there's a bit of a negative feel there, it can be quite sort of like negative towards the players and, and could have a negative effect on the players, the adverse effect of what obviously a good atmosphere will have. So I think it depends. If, if Villa Park is bouncing or you get an early goal, for example, or, or whatever, or a few like robust challenges flying in and the crowds on Burnley's back and stuff, I think it'll be a tough place for us to go, definitely. Anywhere in the Premier League is a tough place for us to go. Um, it, it's the Premier League. It's a top league in, in England for a reason. Obviously, it has the top teams in there. Um, but yeah, I think I think the stadium itself can either work in our favour or work against us. And I think the first 15, 20 minutes on, on Saturday uh, will have a big say in, in how the game pans out, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. I think the biggest, my biggest fear against, well, with Burnley, I guess I should say, is just your physicality. You're a very strong, physical, direct team. You guys know every game, what your game plan is, and you're going to execute it in the way you want. And actually, Dice is fairly flexible from what I've seen, which is probably Dean Smith's biggest bugbear that's been so far this season. So it'll be interesting from a Dean Smith, um, Sean Dyche perspective. If you look at those two managers, who do you think comes out on top of that battle for this game in particular? Um, Again, like I said, it'll all depend on on how the game itself pans out. I think, obviously, I think you're you're more likely to play a 4-2-3-1. I think think it was. um, I've I've looked at some of your recent games. I think that was the formation you're playing. And we tend to play like a 4-4-2. I just think it'll depend on how the game pans out. I think in terms of tactics, I think Dash is quite not stubborn because it works. So it's it's not necessarily being stubborn if if he's not changing a formation that works because that's obviously if it's working, it's working. But it doesn't really tend to change formations that much. I think we changed it a little bit at the start of last season, but that's obviously when it all went a little little bit pear shaped. So obviously Dash reverted back to four four two. But I think he can be quite rigid in his formations. Um, but I think that is um, because of the way that we play. We like to defend as a unit. I don't necessarily feel that we are a defensive side, but we defend as a team. So when we do defend, we have two banks of four. There's no space in between the midfield and the defence, and there's barely any space in between the defence and the goalkeeper. So that obviously that, that that's why I feel Dash plays a four four two because he doesn't want any space in them two areas. So it'll be tough on to see who comes out on top, but I think I'm, I'm not sure to be honest. I think I think it'll be it'll be a tough game for for both managers. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we'll move on now. We'll go on to a little bit of a different topic here. 
if you were going to pick uh, one Villa player to go on your side and I was going to pick one Burnley player, which I'll get to after you, um, who would you pick from a Villa perspective? Well, I'm going to I'm going to look like um, an hypocrite here because I, I do not not necessarily go in on Jack Grealish. I'd, I'd, I like him. I just think he's a little bit overrated for what he is at the minute. But I do think he's a class player. Um, I love it when he gets on the ball, uh, and I love it when he's when he's running at defenses. I just think so far this season in the Premier League, he does he tends to do this thing that me and my mate were talking about once. Like he'll he'll beat a defender, um, and rather than pushing on once he's got past that defender, he'll turn around and pass it back. Or I was talking to a Villa fan earlier today, and he was saying he's trying to assist too much rather than just shooting. And obviously, you'll know more about that than me, but that tends to be the vibe I get from Villa fans. But I think if I'm going to choose anybody. Um, it would probably be Grealish. And if I were going to pick anybody after that, um, I know I'm cheating a bit here, um, but I would pick Mings. But it'd be one of them two, definitely Grealish, I think, though. No, that's that's fair enough. I think that's a lot of people's uh, answers. And to be honest, I think every Villa fan's hopefully honest in saying that eventually Jack Grealish will leave us. Um, when he does go to a bigger side, he'll be way better. It's just the cl- uh, fact that he's at a newly promoted side. It, it, it's hard to be classified as like almost world-class when you're newly promoted like very rarely do you see a player just completely take a team and put them in the mid table or higher echelons of the premier league on their own um so yeah if if i was gonna pick a burnley player um you know what i probably would go with uh ashley barnes i really do like him i like the physicality i like the whole kind of fox in the box Uh, perspective of him and he's just a nuisance Um, and I think there was a stat going around um, at least within the first few weeks of the Premier League this season where I think he had like uh, the top three in chances or something like that just or was it shots per minute or per 90 or whatever it was Um, which is actually surprising I don't think a lot of people would realize that and it's it's great to see obviously for your perspective maybe not so much for us and we'll maybe see that on Sunday Um, but I would definitely go for him that's for sure um, moving on from there, uh, we'll kind of wrap things up with a quick score prediction here. So I want uh, your score prediction and uh, goal scores. Um, I'm going to go one-one, um, and I, I know that's a bit sitting on the fence, but two of our away games against teams that aren't in the top six so far this season have been one-one. Um, one of them was against Wolves, uh, which we should have won, as I said earlier, and the other one was against Brighton, which again had a late goal, but this time it was from us. But we played quite poor in the Brighton game but we played really well in the Wolves game. So I'm hoping we can get back to playing well away from home like we did at Wolves um, and get a good 1-1. I think even though you're a promoted side, um, I think any ground and any game is difficult in the Premier League. Um, So especially at Villa Park, if it's bouncing, like I said earlier. So I'd be happy if we went there. Got to silence your fans a bit. just frustrated your fans a bit and, 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 and... Get get an ass draw because it's always good to get a draw away from home in the Premier League. You win your home games, you draw your away games, you'll be more than safe. So I'll be happy with that. Oh, absolutely. Um, realistically, like the the realistic part of my whole being would say that's something I would take. Um, any point, especially against a team like Burnley, is a good point in my opinion. Um, but with that being said, given our uh, string of performances. Lately, um, excluding obviously the Brighton game that just wrapped up when we're recording this. Um, and then, of course, we had the Arsenal performance on the weekend, which I don't even want to go in about anymore. <laughs> um, I'll go with 
a kind i'll go kindly one nil to us i just think we need a clean sheet and a win so i'm hoping we can pick something up the next three games for us is massive we have of course burnley norwich and i think brighton again of course in the league so we need some points here i'm gonna go one nil and i'm gonna go with just to just to prove your point that you would like jack grealish in your team i'm gonna go with a jack grealish goal why not let's be optimistic here but anyways, uh, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, I appreciate you coming on, Joe. Uh, if you could uh, plug all the stuff you'd like, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so my podcast is Turfcast Podcast. Um, I find it a little easier to say than everybody else. Um, it, it tends to be a bit of a tongue twister to people, like you said earlier. Um, but yeah, I'm on I'm on Facebook. Just search Turfcast Podcast on Twitter, Turfcast Podcast, Instagram, and YouTube as well. The videos tend to be a little bit sparse on YouTube because it tends to be the afterthought. If I'm being honest, but um, yeah, the podcast is out every Thursday morning, ready in time for people's commute. So if anybody out there just fancies listening to, we're essentially a couple of mates just sat in my kitchen or sometimes sat in my friend's business, just just basically having a laugh. We talk about Burnley, but we have a laugh in between as well. I've known him all my life, so it's just ridiculously comfortable, and we can just have a laugh. So. Um, come for the football chat stay for the banner I've just made that tagline up there and I think it's cheesy as hell but I'll go with it (laughs) (laughs) fair enough and yeah like I said before I appreciate you coming on Uh, of course this is the first part of basically a whole second part coming up next so yeah stay tuned for that and I'll talk to you in a bit and uh, welcome back to the second half of this opposition preview. Of course, like I said earlier, we're facing Burnley on Saturday, 3 p.m. kickoff. Very much looking forward to it. On this half, we have Dave, sorry, from the No Nay Never podcast. How you doing, Dave? I'm well, Cole. How are you? Not too bad. Um, so, yeah, we'll just uh, run through some quick questions for you and go from there. Uh, if we're looking at a statistical point of view um, for this match, is who, I guess, who is the one or maybe three, one to two or three players uh, Villa should be looking out for? Um, I think probably Dwight McNeil's one to look out for. He's uh, come in last season, played uh, pretty much all the second half of last season. Uh, it was one of the main reasons for turning Burnley's season around. We we really struggled the first half of the season. It was well documented. Um, in the end, we were well comfortably safe. Um, and it was really, I think, the contribution, the attacking impetus from Dwight McNeil, uh, playing predominantly on the left wing, that uh, made the difference in the second half of the season. Um, and he's a youngish player. He's coming through. He's come through the youth ranks. He's been at the club since he was 14. Um, he's had a recent call up to the England under 21s, although he was uh, had a minor niggle uh, that meant he couldn't uh, uh, take part in that. But I think uh, he's certainly one that's going to uh, give Premier League defences something to think about this season. He's started this season well. Uh, there was a suspicion he might be uh, carrying a bit of an injury the dead leg, but I think Sean Dyche has had his um, press conference today. Um, he said that it's pretty much a, a full squad. I don't think we have any injury problems. I think he's uh, uh, going to be having Dwight McNeil in the starting lineup. I think he's one of those players now that if he's uh, if he's fit, he's going to be one of the first names on the team sheet. I think in addition to that as well, um, the dynamic duo of Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood um, are capable of giving defences uh, something to think about as well. Ashley Barnes started the season really well. Um, scored a couple of goals in the first match, scored four goals um, already this season. Um, and then Chris Wood, who hadn't scored until last week, he grabbed a couple of goals against Norwich City. Um, so as a, as a partnership, they're, they're pretty good. So I think that's uh, uh, something for uh, defences to look out for this season for, for Burnley. Dwight McNeil down the left and the front two of uh, Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood. Oh, absolutely. And really getting into Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes, um, 
out of those two, if you're going to pick one over the other, who's the bigger threat, especially uh, for this weekend? Um, well, I was actually asked this question before the season started. I did another uh, podcast for the, um, uh, the Fantasy uh, Premier League podcast uh, before the season started. And the question was, I think, the the, the similar price in terms of the uh, fantasy football um, and which one should should they choose? And I, I, I gave the advice that um, Chris Wood had done really well in pre-season. He's scoring goals for fun. Um, Ashley Barnes actually hadn't scored in pre-season. Um, and Chris Wood would probably be the one to go for. But as it turned out, Ashley Barnes started the season better, certainly in terms of um, scoring goals. Uh, but Chris Wood's come into his own, got a couple of goals. They're both very capable at this level. Um, they've both got into double figures for goals in each of the last two seasons. They are a partnership, and it's difficult to pick between the two. I think they, they both um, have their own strengths. Um, I, 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 as I, said, I prompt for, uh, went for Wood at the start of the season, um, and I think it's yeah. I think in, in terms of the, the overall uh, th- goal threat, um, they're both equally as capable. I think they're both um, going to be pushing on for double figures again this season. Um, Ashley Barnes is a different sort of player. He gives defences things different to think about. Chris Wood is maybe more of a, a traditional player, strong in the air. Um, but yeah, they, they are a partnership, and I think that's uh, been to Burnley's benefit, certainly the last two seasons and starting this season. Um, and it's good to have a, a strong uh, partnership up front. Two players, Sean Dyche uh, likes to play four-four-two with with two strikers. He's got two strikers there, along with um, options from the bench as well. But I think Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood are the two um, names on the team sheet uh, in terms of the, the, the strikers to begin with. Anyway, as the season's gone on. Um, and it's it's, it's 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 hard to pick between the two. I think they are they are a partnership. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when I was speaking to Joe from the Turfcast in the first half of this uh, episode, um, I actually picked Ashley Barnes over Chris Wood. I just I think there's for me a little bit of a distinct difference. I just like his aggression. Uh, they're both I consider them both kind of that like fox in the ba- box per se kind of player. But I, I just the way Barnes plays, I really like him. So I'd have to go with them from there. Um, if we're going to switch points of views for now, um, if we're looking at a Villa perspective, what are your thoughts on facing us this weekend? Um, is there anyone you're, I wouldn't say fearful of, but very wary of as well? Um, yeah, from what I've seen with Aston Villa last season and start of this season, I think that um, uh, Jack Grealish is a, a very talented footballer. Um, I think he's always going to give other teams things to think about. And I think uh, now he's back at this level. He's um, definitely got something to give in the Premier League. Um, and a player I didn't know quite as much about, John McGinn. Um, he started the season off really well um, as well. So I think those those two in particular stand out, certainly in terms of uh, um, a threat from midfield. And I know that Aston Villa spent a lot of money in the summer. Um, but we do know um, from Fulham last season, that's no, no guarantee of survival. And players have to come in and, and knit together as a, a team. I know that Villa relied quite a lot on uh, loan players last season. I know the, the goals are coming from um, uh, Tammy Abraham, who's obviously scoring for uh, for fun back at Chelsea as well. But um, yeah, in, in terms of the threat, I think the, the two two players that stand out that um, Burnley needs to be wary of are Jack Grealish and, and John McGinn. Although we all know too well what uh, Tom Heaton's capable of. I expect him to be uh, starting again on Saturday. Um, we know he's kept us in games time after time, so um, it'll be very different seeing him play against Burnley. 
know he has played against Burnley before in his uh, earlier days as uh, at Bristol City and also uh, playing for Cardiff as well. But um, it's not something we're used to with him being at uh, Burnley for so long. It was a, um, a wrench for us to see him go in the summer. Um, but you know he's um, landed on his feet. He seems to be doing fairly well in the, the Villa lineup, um, and it'll be interesting to see the challenge between the Burnley team going forward and uh, Tom Heaton trying to keep the goals out. Oh, absolutely. Um, if we go on to a managerial perspective right now, uh, Sean Dyche versus our manager, of course. Um, who, in your opinion, who has the edge in this fixture? Um, I don't know. Dean Smith's done very well uh, for Aston Villa. He came in last season, uh, got Villa into the playoffs, obviously won the um, the playoff final. Um, so, you know, he, he's, he's done his job. He's come in there and within 12 months, he's got the team back into the Premier League. Um, we know it's tough for um, promoted teams. Um, well, it's tough to play promoted teams earlier in the season, I think. I know that um, on previous seasons when Burnley have been promoted, uh, there tends to be sort of a uh, a buzz around the place, certainly for the home games, um, there seems to be just like an extra impetus from the crowd. Um, and I think that um, I would rather be playing the likes of Aston Villa and the other promoted clubs on their grounds later in the season rather than the first half. We obviously played Norwich uh, last week at Turf Moor. Um, I'm glad it's that way around, but it's, it's tough, I think. I think it, it, teams tend to get that uh, bit of a boost from the home fans, and it's you know never never easy to go to any Premier League away side. I think sometimes the promoted sides earlier in the season, as we saw with uh, Norwich getting a uh, victory against Manchester City, there are some um, surprises. I think that um, you know that it's going to be a tough game on on Saturday. In terms of the two managers, um, you know we know what Sean Dyche is about as Burnley fans. He's been around for uh, almost seven seasons. Um, and he's a, he's a hero in these parts. We, we think he's uh, fantastic. Uh, I think even when we were struggling um, the first half of last season, there were sort of uh, a few murmurings, but nothing too much, I don't think. Um, and he does seem to have um, you know, Burnley's interests at heart. He's got the player, player, the team, the setup, everything behind the scenes set up as he wants it. Um, and it'll be a, a challenge going to, to Villa on Saturday. Um, and the two managers will pit the wits against each other. Um, Dean Smith, I think, yeah, he's, he's, it's, it's, it's early days for him in the Premier League, um, but I think with a big Villa crowd behind him, it's going to be uh, going to be tough. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of funny thinking about it, especially from my perspective, because I look at this match and I'm honestly more nervous. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, no disrespect to Burnley, but I'm more nervous to face Burnley than I was against Arsenal. But I think that's more of a the state that yeah more expectations and i'd say probably the state arsenal's in right now i think that's fair for everyone and obvious as well um if we're gonna give a combined 11 i want your combined 11 so uh essentially pick whatever formation suits you um and if you just want to quickly kind of run through a combined 11 go ahead yeah well giving it some thought i think burnley do set up in a certain way and if you were to uh, have free reign without um, you know, cost implications, anything else to say which uh, Aston Villa players would improve the Burnley side. I actually put this out to my uh, Twitter followers earlier, got some interesting uh, responses on there in terms of the players. I'd had my own thoughts beforehand, but it was interesting, interesting to see what other uh, people thought about it as well. I think of the players I would look to have in the combined 11 from Villa, um, I think it's touch and go between the goalkeepers. I think that uh, uh, Nick Pope's a fantastic young goalkeeper. He's got a lot of uh, uh, football ahead of him. 
Uh, Tom Heaton, we know, has moved to Aston Villa, but he's done great things for, for Burnley, including the second half of last season. Um, so it's difficult to choose between those two. I think um, trying to be fair and get a few more Villa players in my side, I would put uh, Tom Heaton there in goal. Uh, in terms of uh, defence, um, there's some very good players in there for Aston Villa. I know that they've spent a lot of money on uh, Tyrone Mings. He's come in there, uh, relatively expensive signing, uh, but he's also got into the England squad as well. We've got two really good centre-backs in terms of Ben Mee and uh, James Tarkovsky. James Tarkovsky has obviously been in the England setup. Uh, ben Mee's never got a call-up. So in terms of that partnership, I'd be reluctant to break that up. In fact, I'm reluctant to break any of the back four up. So I'd be going for the entire um, Burnley back four. So that would be uh, Eric Peters, uh, Ben Mee, James Tarkovsky and Matt Lowton. I think it's probably midfield where I'd be looking to maybe bolster the team with a couple of Villa players, the two I've mentioned already, um, Jack Grealish and John McGinn. Are perhaps the ones I try to shoehorn in there somewhere. And it may be a case of um, you know, keeping Dwight McNeil and a former Villa player, Ashley Westwood, and try and complement them somehow with uh, Jack Grealish and John McGinn, maybe with a Jack Grealish going forward a little bit in sort of a, a diamond in midfield and Jack Cor- um, and Ashley Westwood a little bit further back. And then we've already spoken about Burnley's front two. Um, and again, I'd be reluctant to... Uh, to, to remove either of those from the team. So I'll be looking for, for those two to be playing up front. So a 4-4-2 with um, three Villa players in there, Tom Heaton, uh, Jack Grealish, and John McGinn. No, that's fair enough. Honestly, uh, I think there would be some Villa fans that actually might take that um, compared to what our squad is like right now. I'm not saying it's bad, of course, um, but there are Villa fans out there that actually don't like our squad, surprisingly. Um, so I, I don't really have too much arguments, uh, arguments I should say, in regards to that it's still early on as well so a lot of things can change um if i could get your um honest score prediction and your goal scores as well um i think it's going to be a close game i don't think it's going to be a high scoring game i think it might be a 1-1 draw i think we've had 1-1 draws in our uh, last couple of away games we drew at wolves we played very well uh, conceded a late penalty drew 1-1 and then on the flip side we went down to brighton uh, they scored first and we scored a very late goal to make it 1-1. I think any points you get away from home in the Premier League are good points. Um, Burnley is certainly capable of winning, but I think if I was to make a prediction for a score, I'd go for a, a 1-1 draw, perhaps with, um, I don't know, uh, Grealish and uh, Chris Wood to score the goals. Oh, that's more than fair. Seems like a lot of people are going for a draw as well, uh, both on the Villa side and a Burnley side. So you know what? Uh, given our run of form right now, um, given how well you guys are playing, in my opinion, I'd take that as well. Um, I said earlier I'd go for a 1-0, but that's more just because I want that to happen. I think we need a clean sheet and I think we need three points. But uh, but anyways, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Dave, if you want to plug anything right now, uh, go ahead. The stage is yours. Yeah, well, uh, I, I record on the uh, No Nay Never podcast. That's at No Nay Never on Twitter. And the website is net. So if anyone out there wants to uh, catch up with us, we've also got a, I've actually just recorded a preview. We do uh, a preview show before every game and then another podcast after the game. So we'll have a, a preview podcast going out live on, uh, well, it's been recorded, be going out, uh, put live on uh, on Friday. 
Awesome. Yeah, I highly recommend going and checking out the No Nay Never podcast. Uh, I listened to some stuff last night. Uh, highly recommended. And yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. And uh, of course, thanks for listening. You can check us out at 7500 to Holt on Twitter, um, of course, on the website as well. This has been Cole. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Talk Asta Villa, of course, and we'll leave it there. Up the Villa. <laughs>